Hey everybody, this is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. Did you know, even after all of these years, the Conspiracy the Show podcast has not had any merch? No merchandise, like none at all. And today, that changes. For a very limited time, if you head to unpops.co slash shop, you can be one of the first to get your hands on the all-new Conspiracy the Show Redacted Document Shirt. Finally, the hosts of your favorite conspiracy theory podcast find themselves exactly where they belong, named in a heavily redacted government document, but one you can wear on your chest. The first run of shirts is available for a very limited time. Sales end November 30th. After that, they might be available again at some point, but not for the low, low price you can get them for right now. And of course, part of the reason we're ending the sales so early is so we can get them out to you in time for Christmas, hopefully. So get one for you and get one for a friend. The Conspiracy the Show Redacted Document T-Shirt, available now for a limited time. Go to unpops.co slash shop to get yours now. Thanks, we love you. Let's get back to the show. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, none of that. I don't do any of them. Joining me today, she is my co-host on a podcast called Trend Pony, where we talk about movies, music, TV shows, everything else that we're into at the time. She's also a fantastic comedian. Go see her tell jokes whenever that's legal again. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Scott. Also joining me, he is my co-host on a fantastic series of Unpops bonus podcasts called Unpops Music. You should listen to that sometime. He also hosts a couple podcasts of his own. Cool School, Look Good for the Boys, all great. Go check it all out. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Sell. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But I do have a couple of guests who are my co-hosts on other podcasts, so it's kind of like I have a co-host. Case in point, Jen Scott's here. Hi! Jen is one of my co-hosts on Trend Pony, clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Nay, horse noise, horse noise. Horse noises. Also here, Andy Sell, my co-host on Unpop's music. You don't even like this band it's called. Sorry. Sorry, I I did that over your whole thing. Yeah, that now. none of that came through, whatever you were trying to do he there. He was making like a little squealy noise and we couldn't hear it, but we saw his little squealy face. Oh, yeah. Oh, did I get so high pitched that it like yeah. canceled out the mic? Yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah. Sorry. Hi. Zoom. Zoom will do that. Yeah, that's Andy. <laughs> Zoom said, not the whistle tones, Andy. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no whistle register for you. So thank you both 
for doing the pod. It's the day before Thanksgiving. We're all ready to take a break. Do nothing. I yes. Mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah, such a break. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, no, I don't have four things to edit this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've recorded, I think, five episodes in the past two days, all with the intention of having everything ready for next week so mm-hmm. I can just like chill over the weekend. And I don't know how I think that math is going to work because I would have to edit all of this shit over the weekend anyway. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I'll edit too if you if you need. Yeah, we'll figure we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll get it handled. Hey, we are talking about some international news this week because sometimes things happen that are outside the United States that are also important. There's not enough going on here. We had to branch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't have we- enough fish to fry in this country. Yeah, and there are several ongoing stories that we do not cover here. (laughs) Yeah, there's some pretty big ones. World's a big place, a lot going on. Hey, got a question. How do y'all feel about where we're headed as a species? Because I feel great. Really? I'm excited. I'm excited, too. It seems like we're really putting our best foot forward here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And we don't even get into Israel at all, or Iran. (laughs) No, We don't get into Israel on this episode. We don't get into Iran. We don't talk about Russia that much. Mm. Yeah. Spoilers. Can you you imagine? (laughs) Spoilers. We don't talk about nearly as many bad things as we could be. Yeah, this could be so much worse. We're not talking about the World Cup, but plug, plug, plug. My column this week on adamtoddbrown.substack.com is about all of the crazy shit that's happening at the World Cup just since it started. It has barely started and things are already just out of control. I truly have no idea, which is (laughs) fucked for me because I normally have some idea of stuff that's going on, but so much stuff is going on. It's so fucked. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about some international news. This first story, someone actually emailed it to me, but because I keep my finger on the pulse, I already had it saved in my RSS reader. A man in Lebanon became a little bit of a hero because he held up a bank to get his own money. Lebanon is a good reminder. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) This is where we're at. Well, that's also, the thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's where Lebanon is at. And it's a good reminder that as bad as things are, they could always be worse. Like we are not is, at the you cannot take your own money out of the bank point in this nation and, yet. And, and I think this is the happiest story we have today. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah. It's the most upbeat, most positive by far. It's the only one with a hero. <laughs> a few heroes, in fact. Yeah. 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 The, the country of Lebanon's in the middle of a massive financial crisis, so big that it has a name and a Wikipedia page, the Lebanese liquidity crisis. And it started in 2019. It's still going on. It's a financial crisis. So we're not going to get into the facts and figures and details of exactly how it works. You can read about all that if you want. Just know that people are poor. And since it started before COVID, it uh, just got infinitely worse during COVID. Even before COVID, there was a limit to how much money you could take out of the bank. No matter how much money you had in the bank, 
you were only allowed to withdraw two to three hundred dollars a week. And then during COVID, none. Like there was a point where you just could not take any of your own money out of the bank. And obviously the question becomes, whoa, 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 what do we do? What do we do to live? <laughs> like, I don't know. No one knows. Yeah. Is there a, is there a rent freeze going on or a, at the very least an eviction moratorium happening in Beirut? What do we, what are we, are any kind of aid whatsoever? Yeah, probably none of that. Yo, to be fair to the United States, I'm like, there is a fucking limit on how much you can take out of the bank at a time. I literally just had that problem. Right. But <laughs> you could go back the next day and take out more. True, this, this but is it like, was really fucking frustrating, and I had to do the weirdest like bank dance in order to get my fucking <laughs> rent paid for because like there was like a certain uh, limit, and I had to like pay someone five thousand dollars in a day, and it was like impossible. Yeah, I've I've hit up against that, especially when I'm paying the hosts and contractors at the end of the month. I'll hit mm -hmm. a point on Zelle where it's like, all right, you've spent <laughs> enough money today, and it's like. But Andy Fuck needs off. weed. I need to pay my employees, you cunts. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, this is different. This is like, you just can't have no, your money. No, it is. I was just like trying to be like, hey, to be <laughs> fair, they try to hold us back from having money moved to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of this is going to make America look any better. Like, We're also, all I just victims love, of capitalism. I just love using the phrase to be fair in any situation to deal <laughs> with this. <laughs> And so, obviously, people are upset about this thing happening in Lebanon, so much so that, kind of as you'd expect, people have started robbing banks to get their own money. I've been, I want that for us. I want that for us. Yeah. Can we go back to having fun bank robberies all the time? Yeah, I want yeah. that for us. Sounds cute. Yeah, I want to go back to that golden age of terrorism where they didn't kill anyone, but they would yeah. just like- right hijack a plane and land it somewhere and get everyone off safely and then blow that shit up. That is the layover of my dreams. <laughs> I would love if I had to stop in Denver and watch a Southwest plane get fucking blown up on the tarmac. It's like, oh shit, now I got to take a bus to Boulder and fly from there. Worth it. I mean, to be fair, and hey, we're fair. <laughs> it wouldn't affect flight timetables any worse than they already are like you would still it would still be your standard like delay at dia yeah yeah it'll still be your your um a regular degular 24 hour light layover yeah they yeah. should just do it now without the terrorism part just we're sorry yeah, just, for the extended layover if you look out the window if you look out the window to your right we're gonna blow some shit up for you just some some wicker man shit at every airport thank yeah. you for flying southwest today your in-flight entertainment will be we're gonna fucking blow up this plane yeah i want i want the war horse in denver to be on fire that would be yeah. fun. I know they call it Blucifer in Denver, but yeah, Blucifer. Oh, we call God. it. We call it War How does Horse. That come up like every third podcast. <laughs> because have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. To be fair, it is a big ass horse. <laughs> and you know, all they had to do to make it less scary would have been to put a Broncos logo on the side. Yeah. Yeah, then I would have just been like, it, "Oh, it's a sports thing. I get it." Yeah, to not give it like fucking ruby eyes yeah, that like, blaze with the, the fires eyes. of hell <laughs> yeah. i'm like i don't know if the sports would help the red eyes it killed also, its creator i was gonna say you can't you can't take away the frankenstein's monster element of it in that 
It murdered the person that created it. Actually, even Frankenstein's monster didn't do that. No. This horse is more of a monster than Frankenstein. It's the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. So where were we at with Lebanon? <laughs> we're talking about people robbing banks to get their own money back. Bassam al-Sheikh Hussein, 42-year-old food delivery driver. Barack Hussein Obama. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> he held 10 people hostage inside a Beirut bank in an attempt to get access to his own life savings. And he was treated like a goddamn hero for it, as he should be. As he should be. Hell yeah. He entered the bank with a shotgun and a canister of gasoline, fired three warning shots, locked himself in with several bank employees and customers, and threatened to set himself on fire unless he was allowed to withdraw his savings which he said he needed to pay his father's medical bills. Don't get me wrong. If I was taken hostage and the person who took me hostage later set themselves on fire, I would be very traumatized by having to see that. But at the same time, I would be very thankful that they did not set me on fire. Yeah, I can't tell if this is like, if this guy's just super courteous or really emo. Like, is <laughs> yeah, he- is he a little bit of both. Yeah, is he so distraught? By the, the horror of having to hurt another person that he wants to set himself on fire? Or is it just like, no, I, I'm really self-destructive. A Midwest emo band has definitely written a song about this. Yeah. 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 Um, In fact, there should be a <laughs> band named after him at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> there probably is. Yeah. Also, I want to know the dialogue that was going on between him and his hostages of being like, look, guys, I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's how you know I'm this guy. Cool, yeah. I'm a cool hostage holder. <laughs> I'm not gonna hurt any of you, but I, I'm gonna set myself on fire. Hey, you remember the cover of that Rage Against the Machine album? That was me. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's remember where that the... that's where that picture originates too. Is Rage Against the Machine album cover? Yeah, yeah, remember yeah, the Rage Zach, Against the Machine Zach, album? This Zach is him De now. <laughs> Yeah. Zach De La Rocha staged it. It wasn't actually a monk protesting the Vietnam War. It was, no, it was... Uh, bank, what, what I find... Thing. I mean, I find a lot interesting about this story, but it's definitely one that shatters your expectations about people working in certain industries. Like, I see 42-year-old food delivery driver, and I'm like, oh, man, this guy's pro he probably really is struggling financially. And then you read a little further down, when the economic crisis started, he had $210,000 in the bank. It's like, this guy's doing so much better than me. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? That's a lot of money. I have negative $5,000 in the <laughs> bank. <laughs> and yeah, just imagine, though, having all that money, but also you're a food delivery driver, so you're living modestly for a reason, probably, and you've saved up all this money and now the government's like eh, sorry pal you can't have none of it yeah. i want to see the film adaptation of this where he is doing all of this to rihanna's bitch better have my money <laughs> i love that song so much <laughs> me too and it was playing in my head the whole time i was reading about this this should be a movie there's no way this yeah ends up not being a movie yeah, I've already cast the cool hostages. Sure, sure. They're all me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like the no, nutty don't professor. don't hold me hostage. No. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was gonna say, is this a, is this a Eddie Murphy in the clumps thing, or is this a, or is this <laughs> I'm a everyone? I'm playing everyone. Being John Malkovich situation where it's it's just every character's trying to be you, or you're trying to be every character. Would it... it's just my narcissism? The movie. Gotcha. <laughs> so he surrendered in exchange for thirty five thousand dollars of his own money. No one was injured, ended without incident, but people were already really salty about this situation in Lebanon. And that was before the World Bank came out and in a report described it as, quote, a deliberate depression orchestrated by the country's elite. And that's like the World Bank's game. So if they're saying this about you. Yeah, it's like the it's like the International Olympic Committee telling you to go easy on homeless people. Like (laughs) what? Like, what? It's like FIFA. It's like FIFA telling you you've got a slavery problem. <laughs> exactly. So not only did this guy rob a bank to get his own money, he inspired others to do the same. Not long after his ordeal, two other people held up different banks in Lebanon on the same day in October, also Damn. demanding access to their own life savings. In one case, a woman managed to get 13000 of her $20,000 life savings, which she said she needed for her sister's cancer treatment. This is a quote. I had begged the branch manager for my money, and I told him my sister was dying. Didn't have much time left. I reached a point where I had nothing else to lose. I know this is a weird thing to say in the immediate aftermath of that quote, but it's got to suck to work at a bank in Lebanon right now. Yeah. Because this isn't your rule. Yeah. Like, this is that same thing all over again, where, all right, mask mandate. Everyone who comes in this store has to wear a mask. Also, the 17-year-old high school girl has to enforce that shit. Like, these are frontline workers at this point. Yeah. I tell you what, I'd be getting fired from that bank. I'd be giving people their money. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. At some point. The needle has to tip, right? And it's going to be like, are you are you an enemy of, of the people or are you going to express some solidarity here? And yeah. like, it's going to be, I don't know. I want the be- people that work at the bank to start robbing the bank. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be next because they yeah. obviously aren't getting paid either. Yeah, this is going to become a movement. Yeah. I would like that. If, I would like movement. It already is. This, these two are just two of dozens of robberies that have happened since that first one. And very positive side note, the prosecution for these, not what you would expect. The woman who demanded $13,000 for her sister's cancer treatment, Sally Hafez, she got a very small fine and a six-month travel ban for her crime. Uh, same with Bassam al-Sheikh Hussein. He is back home now and not facing any other charges. So it's cool how the country that told their people they can't even have access to their own money still has a more reasonable justice system than we do. Because these people would be in prison in the United States. Oh, oh, they, they would yeah. not if be not alive. Killed, yeah. yeah, they would be killed at the bank. They would be yeah. pow dead. The, also, th- the thing that is sticking in my brain is that this was all on the same day that a couple of people did this. What's that group chat like? Do you <laughs> yeah. Think- <laughs> Do you think they were talking or do you think this was a coincidence? I think they had to have orchestrated it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was only two on the same day, so that could be a coincidence. Still a little weird. Yeah. Cool is what it is. Yeah. So uh, good for you, Lebanon. I hope you get access to your money again soon. That's so crazy. Or at the very least, I hope that all of your robberies go well. 
Yeah. yeah, I hope that your bank robbing goes super sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a sweet bank robbery. <laughs> I hope it goes smooth. Hey babe, have a great bank robbery today. Have fun robbing the bank. <laughs> so this next story, file this under Ain't This Always the Way. The lead singer of System of a Down, Serge Tankian, who is a very, very smart man. Mm-hmm. I met him. Nice guy. He seems like he'd be yeah, especially really nice. cool. He wrote an opinion piece in Rolling Stone and has a very good question, which is, why don't we care about what's happening in Armenia as much as we care about what's happening in Ukraine right now? I have some theories. Yeah. (laughs) Well, pop off. Again, we're not going to go into every facet of what's happening there, but what's happening in Armenia is very similar to what's happening in Ukraine in that there's this one section of Armenia where neighboring Azerbaijan Azerbaijan yes has it's a disputed territory just like there are these disputed territories in Ukraine that Russia is going in and claiming as Russian same thing is happening in Armenia it's a dictator doing it he's supported by Putin the only difference is no one in the United States gives a shit Mm-mm. yeah I mean except Armenian people well of course like, yeah and this has been going on a long time like, yeah. not, I mean, a really long, long, like, uh, honestly, a lot of what this is about goes back to the genocide. Right. Even. Like, mm-hmm. e- and even as recently as last year, I think Turkey was directly involved in what's happening with between Azerbaijan and, and Armenia. Yeah. But now Turkey's like too busy killing everyone in Syria to pay attention. But God, Erdogan, what a fun guy that guy is. What he's asking in this article is the same question people ask every time, like, Whenever, like, we're not technically at war in Ukraine right now, but it feels like we're getting close. And I mean, since the early 90s, there hasn't really been any kind of anti war movement. I say since the early 90s as if there was one in the early 90s. There was not. There hasn't been no. one since the 70s. There was a pretty, I mean, it, it wasn't like the 70s, obviously, but in 2003. In advance of the yeah, even even in advance of the invasion of Iraq, there was there were pretty sizable demonstrations in, yeah. in cities all over the world. Yeah, that's but, true. There was there was some pushback early on against what we were doing in the Middle East, but yeah. even then, it's not like a you definitely don't see it in the media anymore. There's not a lot of questioning when we go to war. Yeah, and the thing is, the argument is always, well, it's a humanitarian thing, like. That's how I knew Trump was going to try some shit in Venezuela, because early in his presidency, I read an article in The New York Times. And at the end, it said Trump was very worried about the human rights situation in Venezuela. And I was like, motherfucker, you're not worried about human rights anywhere. (laughs) No, like what? And that (laughs) That is like the biggest lie I've ever heard. (laughs) And that really was the minute when I was like, oh, shit, we're going to try and invade Venezuela. And we did like three times. Yeah. Under Trump, they were just all shitty Bay of Pigs disasters. And it's still like Venezuela is being like even liberal publications and outlets are talking about it like it's a big problem. Right. Like they're a threat. Like we need to go to war there as if our, I, like we're we impose sanctions like we're already killing enough poor people. Why do we need to go to war, too? But that's the thing. You'll always hear. Oh, well, it's for humanitarian reasons like this is. 
obviously a huge humanitarian crisis. And the question is always next. Well, okay. well, what about this crisis and this crisis and this crisis and this crisis? Like, what what about Syria? What about uh, Yemen? What about any of these other places where similar things are happening that, oh, you're saying we're on the other side of that there. Okay. And uh, why? Yeah. And specifically, as if Armenia. we're not a fucking walking crisis here, yeah, we just yeah. are a crisis, and yeah. we're just like, oh, we gotta fight other crises. Meanwhile, just everyone here is getting fucking murked at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, and not to mention, you know, pundits on TV, platformed people using genocidal language uh, yeah. to endorse anti-LGBTQ violence, like. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what was the point? Oh yeah, Armenia. Um, oh yeah, back to the rest of the world yeah. and well, why also... we don't care about them when we should, and what battles we pick when we just are the ultimate superpower of sucking. Yeah, well, they very recently had a Velvet Revolution, so it's kind of similar to what happened in Venezuela. So it's like, yeah, we're not gonna. Why would we help the country whose people are, you know, actually aware of their democratic responsibilities? Right. Yeah, we we don't want to use them as an example because what if everyone here gets the same idea? Yeah. Yeah, I I think it just makes people feel better to assume that every time we go to war, it's for humanitarian reasons when it's we have clearly demonstrated we go to war for our business interests and yeah, you go to war for capitalist resources. Yeah, and for our strategic place on the world stage, like yeah, we don't have anything to gain by fighting for armenians so we're not yeah, armenia is not a member of nato right so who gives a shit yeah so uh, they're not right i'm not i'm not like just saying that like an asshole and i don't know think what i'm talking about are. yeah probably not i did not look into it ahead of time but i don't know <laughs> i was gonna say i don't think so but i'm just gonna say i don't know <laughs> i don't think yeah <laughs> period Oh, okay. They're in the uh, North Atlantic Cooperation Council, but not officially in the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. So, so they're in NAC. They, yeah, <laughs> they're not in NATO. They're in NAC. NAC. Hey, let's talk about El Salvador. <laughs> this one is oh very God. fucking silly to me, but also fucked. Yeah, this is maybe the most depressing one. I think El Salvador is currently under the rule of the self-described world's coolest dictator naib bukele bukele something trying to steal my steez (laughs) (laughs) back in 2019 voters in that country elected naib bukele as president he's young he was i think 37 when he was elected he's 41 now so i think that checks out it should yeah it roughly adds up 38 maybe 37 38 yeah he wears a baseball hat backwards dresses really that's how you know he's cool as shit dog he's he's got a beard he's got a little beard he's got a beard oh man and he is an authoritarian nightmare as they are over the years since his election his twitter bio has changed from officially the coolest president in the world (laughs) to coolest dictator in the world that's my bio (laughs) to now just el presidente like it's one thing for jen scott's twitter bio to be coolest dictator in the world (laughs) because jen scott is not in charge of a nation full of people i'm barely in charge of myself (laughs) 
<laughs> Meanwhile, this guy runs a whole goddamn country and he just calls himself a dictator. And yeah. I'm certain I'd be better at it. Probably, yeah. I, I know for a fact. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if we need to mention this, but I'm pretty sure that if you're listening and you're thinking, I wonder if he's a Bitcoin guy. The answer is obviously, yes, he is. Oh, crypto or big, nothing. Big crypto big... or go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crypto or crypto go home. <laughs> nice. So but anyway, this terrible person. Anyway, this fucking guy. <laughs> He also recently announced on Twitter that El Salvador has gone from, quote, most dangerous country in the world to the safest country in Latin America. Hmm. And you, that's how you know somewhere is safe if people mention it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going somewhere. Don't worry. It is so safe. It's so safe. Yeah. Totally believe you. And that's where the fascism starts. It he, always is. He is. Hmm. Wildly popular in El Salvador because of his crackdown on gangs in the country. And that's where things have gotten a little weird. I wonder if gangs is code for anything. I wonder yeah, if that's like, a nebulous like, hmm, categorization. Hmm, I wonder what if kind of gangs? Of, I wonder if there are a lot of different people he can fit under that umbrella. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm probably pretty pro-gang in this situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, yeah, sorry, sorry, dog. I'm with MS-13 on this one. <laughs> he imposed a state of emergency back in March in response to an increase in gang killings, except it's a lot like what Duterte did in the Philippines, where he was like, all right, our biggest problem is drugs. So if you're a drug dealer or a drug user, we're just going to round you up and send you off to jail. We might execute you if you're a drug dealer. And people were like, well... How are you going to know if someone's a drug dealer or if just someone in their neighborhood had a problem with them and wanted them killed? So they labeled them a drug dealer. And the answer was always, I don't know. We'll probably just kill them, too. And that's what happened. And that's what's Cute. happening here. The same thing is happening here. Since July, when the state of emergency was extended for a fourth time, 46,000 people had been imprisoned and lots of them had nothing to do with gangs. They were just like petty beefs, other minor crimes, you name it. It's mostly a war on poor people, if you can believe that. What? Uh, no. <laughs> Andy and I in unison going, what? <laughs> what? That's crazy talk. I'm super shocked by that. According that they see poor people as objects that they can dispose of? What? Crazy. I know. According to one recent report, at least 63 people had died in custody. According to a study by The Intercept, an estimated 2% of adults are behind bars in El Salvador. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, that's um, that's big. And not only is he just kind of indiscriminately having people arrested, he's just been doing all the authoritarian shit since taking office. In February 2020, he deployed the military and police inside the Salvadoran parliament building as a threat, basically, to dissolve the country's legislative body if they didn't do what he wanted. Isn't that what Anakin Skywalker did in the Star Wars movies? <laughs> like, it's yeah, it's kind of how Hannah Or Darth Vader, I think, in, in Empire Strikes Back or something like that's that's alluded to. Sorry, I'm going to. Yeah. This is real life. I mean, it's, no, Andy. 
This is a simulation. <laughs> yeah. The world ended in 2012, Andy. Oh, that's right. Together. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. Yeah. I keep forgetting. <laughs> in May 2021, he orchestrated the dismissal of all five Supreme Court judges, as well as El Salvador's attorney general. See, that's that's some authoritarian shit. But also, like, if Biden did it right now, I'd be like, oh, no, come on. Not these Supreme Court justices. <laughs> What? Jo- Joe, no, don't, don't, Joe, no, Joe. stop, no, come stop. on, but they're so Joe. cool. Okay, if you insist, <laughs> I guess I agree with Biden this time. <sighs> he also tweeted that authorities had the green light to kill anyone they found violating COVID lockdowns in April 2020. That that now that's the thing that's like, ah, oh, gosh, does he have a point though? Although that is. <laughs> That is fucked up because that's like that's big uh, guy in the zombie movie who won't open the door energy right there is what that is. That's very much like he's the guy that in Train to Busan or Night of the Living Dead that's like, nope, you're not getting in. Yeah, I do love guy that won't open the door, but (laughs) 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 but not maybe not at this scale. (laughs) Yeah, this is a bigger door. He's also weirdly a lot like Trump in that before he became president, he was vehemently anti-religion. Like he never claimed to be religious. This guy actually said, I am not a religious person in all caps on Facebook. But now that he's been elected, for some reason, the conservative crowd in El Salvador has rallied around him. And now he's started praying in public and invoking God in all of his speeches. and it's it's Catholic shit that he's doing, right? Yeah. Which well, is but, fun because his dad was was Muslim. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So it's what it's, in the fuck it's is going interesting. on? What yeah. is going the other thing, on? Na- Nayib Bukele is the descendant of Palestinian Christians, but his dad was Muslim. It's a whatever. I don't want to get into it, but he's he's a really interesting person, but also terrifying and awful and exactly what we're worried about happening in this country because He's you know how everybody when Trump was elected was like, be careful, because the next Trump is going to be somebody people like. And that's what this guy is like. He he has he has the 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 actual like charisma and like lovable doofus bro energy that so many people find like endearing that Trump had to fake so much like Trump had like people like what how sick are people that like airbrush Trump on like vans and trucks and shit. Like he's some kind of sex (laughs) symbol with like a machine gun and like a, like abs, you know, it's always so ridiculous to me. Those are some of the greatest artists of our time. (laughs) Yeah. But this guy like actually just has that going on. Jen's neck tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. It's like very terrifying to like, have charisma when you're a fucking horrible dictator i kind of want to know his sign um just for the zodiac hose listening i'm gonna find out really quick god if he's a leo i'm gonna kill myself are you a leo yeah okay wait hold on what the fuck okay why can't i think keep talking while i do this can't we just look up his birthday yeah i'm trying to but i'm stupid zodiac july 24th 1980 he's a leo andy (laughs) Nice. Oh my god. Of course well, I he's said a fucking it, so Leo. I have to do it. I'm going to set myself on fire. 
Of course he's a Leo. Uh, he's just yeah, I mean, like of, you, Of course Andy. he is. Of course he is. Of course he is. His whole thing is just, I want attention. Like me, please. Yes. It's his whole thing. Yes. Yes. And Trump's a fucking Gemini, so he'll just fucking flip-flop all day just to get what he wants. Yeah. There's a bit in the article that you had us read, Adam, that is super depressing about the guy that works in the morgue. What was that? This article about Bukele and the, the person writing it talked to a, a morgue employee. Uh-huh. And that big yikes. That's a big old yeesh on uh, that. What did the, well, I uh, didn't put it in the notes. I'm clearly trying to guide you toward telling us. It's, so no, it's what the, is it? I don't remember. <laughs> so it's Too the many... darkest part. It's where this, this author was talking to uh, someone who works in a morgue. Uh, We've was... got that part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get to what to... he said. So he saw all of the like during the pandemic shit and the morgue conditions and how it like affected his appetite and ability to sleep for a long time afterwards and has been watching all of these bodies come in and out of here for years now. And he even this person is like, no, I support him. I support Kelly because he's keeping us safe. And this guy is like. By the reporter's admission, like young and by appearance would be caught in one of these nets that uh, the anti-gang excuse shit, like he's likely to be incarcerated for anti-gang agenda. And even he is still like, yeah, no, I like him. He's keeping us safe. These people deserve to die. But on the bright side, according to the Salvadoran Constitution, presidents can only serve one term. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we talking up to the guy that dissolved the legislation and fired yeah. all the Supreme Court justices and and got rid of the attorney general? We're expect we're, we're going to expect him to follow that rule now. Yeah, things are going to be fine. That's- Pretty yeah, soon that here. seems smart. Yeah, just guys. He wears his hat backwards. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. He's he has... trying to turn. He's trying to bring in Bitcoin. He's gonna be great. He Wait, has this crypto bro is trying to pull some shit. I'm fine with it. <laughs> He has already announced his intention to seek a second five-year term in 2024, even though the Constitution doesn't allow it. Yeah. Horny. Yeah, why would he let a Constitution <laughs> stop him, bro? Yeah. He's got ideas. That's just some fucking words. That's not even an NFT, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who Constitutions stop? People who aren't cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even a non-fungible token, bro. You obey the Constitution, you fucking nerd. There aren't even any titties in it. <laughs> Help. Uh, yeah, speaking you can't vape the Constitution. <laughs> you can't vape that, dude. Like, why do I even care? How about this next story? This is... Oh, God. A terrifying reminder that our problems are everyone's problems, including things like anti-vaxxers. They're not just wreaking havoc in the United States. They are out there anti-vaxxing against all the things they can anti-vax against. Case in point, in Pakistan, polio is still an endemic thing. It still pops back up from time to time. And they have had a alarming spike in polio cases recently, 20 cases this year alone, all in one province. But the problem with polio goes back further than that. They've never fully eradicated it. And over the past decade, an anti-vax movement has sprung up around this polio vaccine where nearly a hundred people associated with immunization campaigns have been killed across the country. And the problem, of course, is religious groups who claim the polio eradication program is actually part of a secret Western conspiracy 
to sterilize children. Yeah. Which based. I mean, <laughs> which yeah, TBF. probably, but you don't want your kids to have polio. TBF sounds like something we do. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of a base take, but but also really fucked. But also polio, you guys. Yeah, Come on. We need to not do polio anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that man. Well, I mean, what the fuck? We can't trust anybody. I, I mean, it's fucked. Here's the thing: even like even anti-vax conspiracies are cooler in other countries than they are here. Yeah, because here it's just like, oh, they're they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make your kids on the spectrum or whatever, and it's like, cool, that's fine. How is that that big a deal? Oh, uh, sterilizing kids. Well, that is kind of a big deal, you know. They go a little more intense. It's sort of like horror movies in other countries, a little but, more intense than they are here. No, that sterilization was one of the concerns with COVID vaccines. Don't worry, Andy. Oh, we got oh. that here too? Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. We're learning. We're listening Goated. and learning. Yeah. <laughs> We're listening and we are learning. I appreciate it. If it's not based and it's not goaded, I don't care. <laughs> there have been a- five attacks on immunization workers this year alone. Most recent happened in October. When a police officer who was escorting a polio vaccination health worker in Pakistan's southwestern province of Balochistan uh, was shot while waiting outside a house where a worker had entered to give <sighs> immunizations as part of a campaign that had launched recently. I'm torn on this. Does ACAB include this guy? See that? I don't know. I don't, I don't Wait, know. I don't. Yeah. The cop. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not pro cop, but also. <laughs> I'm not pro killing people that are helping immunizations happen. I'm right. too anti and pro everything to decide where I stand on any of this. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one. This is a riddle. <laughs> this is a riddle. Uh, but also, yeah, what the fuck? Stop shooting people who are trying to vaccinate people. Stop shooting people point blank. Well, the, th- the yeah, stand at a distance. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> I had to. I'm snipers sorry. only. I like looked. I like looked around, waiting for someone to say it. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the polio vaccine, though, it's been around forever. Yeah, like, yeah. People have been taking it for such a long time, and it didn't sterilize the population. And look where it's gotten us, Adam. <laughs> exactly. True. We all still have polio. <laughs> oh wait no that was eradicated in this country did you guys have to read whatever year i got polio the book for public schools curriculum or was that mm. like am i younger than y'all i don't because they remember. made us read it i don't think so yeah i definitely don't remember that i'm pretty but sure it's I... a staple still in the curriculum in schools of like reading about it's like a non-fiction fiction book of blah 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 the year i got polio mm. yeah it's like a provax curriculum now that I think about it. Sure it is. Of course. <laughs> Fuck I bet you me. they don't teach it anymore cuz some fucking parents probably got pissed. Yeah. You're not you're disrespecting my personal beliefs. I love polio. Well, yeah, but it's because your personal <laughs> beliefs are stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. They should be disrespected. You're yeah. an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Go back to school. Yeah, some beliefs deserve to be disrespected. That's just That's the fact. It's just facts, yeah. Which hey. don't care about your feelings, as I've no. learned. Hey, who wants to talk about Hindu nationalists? Oh, yeah. Let's go, let's go directly to Pakistan's nuclear adversary. <laughs> who doesn't want to talk about Hindu nationalists? I know we're all, all up in arms about Christian nationalism sweeping the globe. Yeah. <laughs> as we should be, because it is. But 
it's not going to be able to sweep all of the globe. No, you got to get some. You got to get some diversity in your ethno-state nationalism. Yeah, you know, even yeah. even religious fundamentalism has gone woke. Can you believe it? Yeah, it's all about diversity. Yeah, we should we should take some time to recognize all the other versions of nationalism that are also sweeping the globe. Like Hin- we're inclusive about nationalism. Like Hindu nationalism. Yeah, there is an article we'll link to, uh, written by a guy named Samdeep Sen. Associate Professor of International Development Studies at Roskilde University, he wrote an opinion piece for Al Jazeera called Hindu Nationalists Now Pose a Global Problem. Oh, well, good that they're not just a regional problem anymore. I know. They franchised. Uh, they I like out. I liked them better when they were, you know, on a smaller label and just more <laughs> indie. I like their first album. Yeah. yeah. Well, more... <laughs> I remember when they were just opening for Christian nationalism. <laughs> yeah. I like, they used to play all ages shows. <laughs> yeah. It's more lo-fi. I liked it way better. Yeah. They're a little overproduced at this they point. They sound like Nickelback <laughs> now. Yeah. This is also why I haven't watched the movie RRR yet that everybody keeps jizzing about is is because it's a it's Hindu nationalist propaganda. Oh, great. Oh. Great. Great. But, Love it. But hey, it's like a huge worldwide success of a movie that everybody uncritically adores. I but haven't it's heard of fascist. it. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. This article is all about India's Hindu right wing and Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Ooh, his that guy. Bharatiya Janata Party, the BJP. Yeah, the BJ Party. Woo! Hell yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't mean that. It's not Aww. anything cool. Yeah. <laughs> We've covered this a bunch of times on various podcasts. Like Narendra Modi is he's Trump. Like he's yeah. yeah. But he's he's not Trump because he's an effective politician. But he's just Damn, get him. He's just a right-wing nationalist and it's the only difference with what's happening in India right now is instead of Christian nationalism, it's Hindu nationalism. And it is a lot of hate directed toward Muslims. Some of the things that have happened recently, we did an episode a couple years ago about how WhatsApp was being used to spread false allegations about people eating beef. And those people would then be rounded up and lynched in their small villages on suspicion that they were Muslims. The BJP and Hindu nationalists are obviously very vehemently anti-Muslim. So because Hindu nationalists are so vehemently anti-Muslim, they want to take their viewpoint global because being anti-Muslim is really hot right now all around the world. So this is their time. And that's why Tulsi Gabbard running for the Democratic nomination for president was so hilarious and or scary because she's tight with Narendra Modi and the BJP. She's like been featured in their promotional campaigns and all sorts of shit. But also she was running for Democratic nomination in the United States. Yeah. Well, and now she's like a Fox News person. So great. Right. Yeah. Love that. Love that for her. And the Al Jazeera article mentions an incident that happened on September 17th. Sorry, 17 September. Where Oh, um, yeah, 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 because England. Yeah, I want to get it right. I don't want to be an ignorant American. Where a group of young Hindu men marched through the streets of Leicester? Leicester? I think he just pronounced it Leicester. Leicester? Sure. Leicester, Leicester. In it. In In it. it. Might. In the UK, shouting Jai Shri Ram, which translates 
which translates to victory to Lord Rama or glory to Lord Rama, bruv. (laughs) Bruv. And they were attacking Muslims all along the way. In May, a Muslim teenager in the same area was hospitalized after being attacked by a group of Hindu men. In August, after India beat Pakistan in a cricket match, a Hindu group walked through the streets chanting, Death to Pakistan before attacking a man. And the article also mentions similar incidents in Canada and the United States. Very concerning. There's a big problem right now worldwide with fascism being on the rise. Yeah. And it's been going on for quite a while. People love it right now. Yeah. It's Modi. It's Bolsonaro. It's uh, Bukele. It's... So I, I, 700 different people here in this country. It's the, it's Liz Truss. <laughs> it's Boris Johnson. It's, I looked up Modi's zodiac sign. Sure. He's a Virgo. So that's why he can actually get shit done. Mm. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because they're taskmasters. They're very organized, yeah. very driven, not really as ego-based as a Leo would be. Sorry, Andy. That's Sorry, fine. Andy. Sorry. Yeah. How fucking dare you not compare me to Modi? <laughs> <laughs> to the other terrible world leader that shares your side. Yeah. <laughs> fascism really is taken off everywhere. And if it's not Christian nationalism, it's this. It's yeah. Hindu nationalism or like Shinzo Abe. We just did an episode yeah, about sh- the assassination of Shinzo Abe. He was a huge nationalist. Yeah. And you don't and it- associate stuff like that with Japan, but the party Shinzo Abe, I didn't know this until I researched his assassination. That party has been in power pretty much uninterrupted except for two very short stretches since like the 1950s. Japan is basically a dictatorship. It's just the dictator's face changes every once in a while. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And people don't know, people have assumptions about what like I've seen it used a couple times. Uh, this analogy where people would be, or this whatever people will say something like imagine you know Buddhist terrorism or whatever, and it's like you don't have to imagine them because they exist. <laughs> there are literal Buddhist yeah. terrorist cells. Like that's a real thing, but mm-hmm. people like assume they understand one. The thing is, is that the, the religion of it is immaterial. It's just that religious people are easy to control. So, and we yeah. see that with, you know, Bukele. It's the same thing. It's like he doesn't have to actually buy in to the tenets or values of a religion to understand that it's ideologically advantageous for him to do so or at least yes. performatively do so. Like People who have invested all of their hope into one set of ideology are the most easily manipulated people. That's just the way it is. You give people hope, they will do anything for you because it's a hopeless world. Yeah. And religion already proves that they're good about following rules. So if you just transpose those rules to yours, mm-hmm. everything is fine. And yeah. the fact that like that these guys are in league with the conservative party in the UK just further proves that it has nothing to do with actual values other than who's our common enemy? Who do we have to eradicate to maintain power over the people that we can influence? And yes. and that's what it is. Like, Because Hindu nas- Hindus will be on the same target list if they weren't also just conservative fascist maniacs the same way that white Christian conservatives in the UK are. Yeah, it seems like the agreement is just going to come down to like, well, do you also hate Muslims? Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. That's who we're that's who our target is now. It so. really does 
feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, it's like the Christians that are the Christian conservatives here that are super pro-Israel and in league with the right wing uh, of the, the the Jewish communities. Like, it's the same. It's because they want their their religious text has to come true with the eradication of the Jewish people, which means Israel has to be a state. It's all very like stupid. Yeah. And People are very lost in the sauce of religion and um, <laughs> ideological beliefs and like worship of the one person who is telling them what to do opposed to like the religious um, morality that most of these religions started with to begin with. And it's just yeah. like fucking mind boggling to me that no one is smart enough to realize that they're being manipulated for um, intentions of power in the wrong hands. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, it's because they think uncritically <laughs> and because they've been conditioned certain ways or socialized yeah. certain ways Edu- and it's backwards education yeah. really and i think the thing that like sums it up perfectly is like the the fact that like the conservative hate graffiti that is being used in these is not just a swastika but a hindu swastika so it's like yeah. the thing that was appropriated symbolically by the nazis has now been reappropriated back with the same shit that the nazis meant it with yeah, it's like, oh, God, it's that's, like Christmas isn't Christmas, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. All right. Let's talk about this last story. Speaking of being manipulated, I, you're not going to believe this, but it seems like Saudi Arabia lied a little bit because no. they after the murder of Jamal Khashoggi in the Saudi embassy in Turkey, was it? The, that was in Turkey where it happened, right? Okay. Sounds right. Um, uh, the, hey, Erdogan. Erdogan from Turkey. It's another maniac, another right wing maniac. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that was used, a bone saw was used, so I know that much about about his assassination. Let me just bone con- saw. Confirm. I couldn't tell you if it was in Turkey or yeah, not. It was at the Saudi consulate in Turkey. Yeah. Okay. And people were mad. People were mad that he did that. And. There was a lot of anger directed towards Saudi Arabia. So in the wake of that, Mohammed bin Salman, another fucking hip, young party dictator. He's a young guy who came into office and was like, women can drive now. And people were like, oh, progress. When the truth is, dudes were just tired of having to drive women around in Saudi Arabia. And they're like, fucking let them drive, please. Jesus. He, after the murder in the consulate he said well okay well going forward we're gonna abolish the death penalty like we'll still keep it for like really serious crimes like murder but otherwise yeah for sure we're going they to-, to they they honored that right they totally like that's that's where the story ends they've I mean, never killed another person i mean that's how progress works andy they said it on the world stage and obviously they have to be held to it if they didn't abide Absolutely. by it the United States would intervene on humanitarian grounds. I mean, sh- surely we would declare this a humanitarian crisis if, if we can't, you know, if a, if, if, a, if a world leader can't be trusted at face value. Right. That has to, you know, there, there has to be some kind of action to follow that up with. Right. There's got to be consequences. Yeah. Right. So, OK. So let me just keep reading and see how well oh, there's they more. Did, OK, uh, cool. I can't wait to see how this goes. <laughs> Oh, you know, actually, it says this year alone, they've executed 130 people for drug offenses, including 17 in the last two weeks. That's more than one a day. <laughs> That's a whole fucking lot. Yeah. God, yeah. go home. Leave leave it at the office sometime. What are you doing? Yeah, Jesus, Take the weekends off. overachiever. <laughs> 
What, you don't got kids at home that you can play with? What are you doing? Yeah, that's nuts. Like, they said they were going to abolish the death penalty and just went on a killing spree. (laughs) I know. It's like every time I'm like, you know, I'm really not going to eat any more peanut butter M&M's. I just, look, it's too much. (laughs) I can't do it. And then I go to the gas station and they got the big bag right there. So I got to get it. And and then I make myself sick. So same thing. I get it. That's exactly the same as executing people. Yeah, that's that's exactly like saying we're not going to kill any more people. Because you know that guy we extrajudiciously assassinated on uh, technically, I guess it was our soil technically, but still foreign soil. That's fine. We're not going to do that anymore. Ever again. No more killing. Yeah. And then 130. 30? That's a lot. And I can't even eat 130 peanut butter M&Ms in one sitting. And I bet I could. I don't even think there's that many drug dealers. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet I, you, It seems like a lot. It seems at, like a lot in a short amount of time. Like somebody's lying. It seems yeah, like it, a lot it, for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's yeah, where there's like like no drugs, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> it says drug offenses. So I'm going to assume that this means this includes These are uh, drug users, baby. Or or reading about drugs, looking at drugs or thinking about drugs. I'm going to uh, assume probably. that those are yeah. Yeah, you really shouldn't be thinking about them. Yeah, somebody's That's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst part. 60 of these people just tweeted 420 and that's all they did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there's, I mean, not much else to the story. I Jesus just wanted, fucking Christ. I just wanted to, you know, deliver another reminder that we should not be as close to Saudi Arabia as we are. Oh, like, yeah, they fucking love those dudes. <laughs> like, again, talking about human rights abuses and why, why we ignore some and fucking go to war over others. It's another good because example. Because we don't care about any of it. The fuck? Yeah. Like, we don't care what Saudi Arabia does on the world stage because they are our access to oil in the Middle East. Because everyone else in the Middle East hates us for perfectly good reasons. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine why. (laughs) We suck ass. And we don't wear our hats backwards. Right? (laughs) Yeah, what if Trump runs next time but just rocks a backwards baseball hat the whole time? You watch your mouth about Fred Durst. <laughs> I want him to shave hey, his head, I wear a him. baseball hat backwards, and like a full beard. That's, a, I that's want him- <laughs> the Trump I want. Should I announce my campaign for 2024? Yes. Yeah. All right, sick. This is the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, <Wait>. announced. <laughs> You've been served. I don't want to. I don't want it. So it's a lot hard. of work. Yeah, that's way so too hard. much work. That's how you know I should be a leader, though, is that I don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the that's really the thing, is that anybody who thing. wants it, as we keep seeing over and over again, should not be fucking trusted. No. And yeah. that and includes also- Zelensky, everybody. I don't give a shit if he's, you know, Judd Apatow movie attractive. <laughs> Wait, oh, but Andy. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, someday I want to do an episode about the weird email I got from Google about the war in Ukraine. Jesus. Google? Yeah, they sent an email at one point that just out of the blue was like, hey, by the way, we're not going to monetize any content if you, and they listed all these like things you couldn't say about the war in Ukraine or they would demonetize you. So were you not allowed to talk about the members of the Azov Battalion that wear black sun patches? Or, oh, I, uh, we did an episode about that almost as soon as the war in Ukraine started. I know I was on I it. I think you were on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But hey, it's fine. But hey, but hey, free speech, am I right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're a leftist gun club, <laughs> in which case you're getting banned off Twitter real fucking quick. Meanwhile, say... Tim Pool and all those other shitheads can use general. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. yeah, I don't want to talk about. I, I, I feel like every podcast now people bring up Twitter. It's like just let it die. Who cares? It's so embarrassing that we're all we were all like it's gonna die and we're all still fucking here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm only still on it because I'm not going anywhere else. Like Hive, uh, what's the M one that starts with an M? Everybody's yeah, going to yeah. What's the M one? I can't remember. Mastodon. I, I like Mastodon. Oh, I joined Hive. I joined Hive. It sucks. I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, oh, look, I'm 42. This is the end. This is this is it for me in social media. Once once Twitter's gone, I'm just gone. I like that. I'm I was like, but I don't want to talk and... about Twitter. And now here we go. I like. No, this is not Twitter. This is other apps. I am going on all of them and being like, how does this app feel about sex work and getting immediately banned? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> So I think that's our episode. Thank you both. What? Thank you. What? Yeah, thank you. Sorry Time for... to nap this off. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? I want to plug unpops.co slash shop, where I think this might be the last day for you to get the Conspiracy the Show redacted document shirt designed by Jen Scott. It's, oh, it's pretty. It it's a pretty sweet shirt. It's a it's pretty, pretty sweet funny. shirt, yeah. It's available for pre-order. This is our first time trying out selling shirts this way, so we're selling it a little cheaper this time around. It's only $22. And uh, order yourself one. They're very... It's certainly a shirt that will start conversations anywhere you're wearing it. It is. It's a conversation starter. Jen makes money off the shirts. Yes, so... and I'm going through a very hard time that I cannot <laughs> talk about, so please fucking buy the shirts. So please buy the shirts while you still can. That's or else she's going to see... steal her own money out of a bank. If you, yeah, I will. If you want more shirts, if you have an idea for an Unpop shirt that you want, you let me know. Yeah. You let us know, and I will fucking try to design it or talk to Adam and see if it's a good idea for us to design. Yeah, we're going to be doing more shirts after this, but this first one will especially do more if this first one is a success. So, you know, go get yourself a shirt. We're going to try and get them out to people by Christmas because, uh, you know, that's how gifts work. Also, adamtoddbrown.substack.com. That's where you can read my newsletter in broad daylight. This week's main column is about the World Cup, since we're talking international news. But there will be some other stuff up later in the week, too. And, uh, Jen, what do you got to plug? Um, subscribe to my OnlyFans if you're a pervert. Or if you're not, <laughs> you just, like, want to support me. I mean, you don't have to look at it or anything. Um... <laughs> Also, you can uh, just, like, uh, support me in any other ways you want to. If you want to just follow me, I have a Discord now. It's pretty fun. Um, I am starting my Twitch streaming this week. I am planning on doing a 24-hour stream on Christmas for all the lonely people who don't have anything to do on Christmas. Um, so I think that that would be a fun thing for you to plan to attend. And, yeah, meet Jen everywhere. Andy! Oh wow, there it is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh gosh. Um uh I'm sorry <laughs> is what I wanna say. Uh I'm I I'm plugging uh looking for the boys. We have more episodes coming uh steadily. Uh we're taking this coming week off, but then we have more 
for season four. Uh, Ghoul School is still is starting to be regularly again. All you doubters have seen the proof of that. Fucking haters. You haters, quit hating. We've got more episodes of that on the way, and I'm, I'm actually working on it, so that's, that's uh, you know, good. I'm at Andy underscore Cell on Twitter for as long as that still exists. Uh, I'm on Instagram. You can follow Good For The Boys on Instagram. You can follow Ghoul School on Twitter at Ghoul History. Uh, I'm stalling because I'm looking for... I'm, <laughs> I was supposed to give somebody a shout out. <laughs> No, even the person expecting the shout out is not listening by this point. Yeah, they've already turned it off. Yes. Um, but you're still looking for that shout out, huh? You know what? Stay tuned. It'll be on the next cool school. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Love that. Let's get out of here. Jen, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Andy, say goodbye. <sighs> Bye. Take care. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.